Morning, Buzz. Yeah, good day, guys. How are we? We're really well, thanks. Really well on this Monday morning. Now we're down to eight. And uh, what a week of finals action we've got in store. Yeah, it's outstanding, isn't it? Panthers, Eels, Sharks, Cows, Storm Raiders, Roosters, Rabbitohs. So I think the main controversy this morning, though, is the venues. And um, the fact the Raiders have been shortchanged with um, other clubs that have got extra time to prepare. I'll just start off with that Raiders story. Um, for the life of me, I don't know why Storm Raiders is not being played on Sunday. The reason is the AFL finals are going gangbusters. They will have sellout crowds in Melbourne mm-hmm. on Friday night and on Saturday night. And Storm v Raiders would have got clear air on Sunday for national TV audience and fans at Amy. Plus, it would have given the Raiders a seven-day turnaround, which, in fairness, I think they probably deserve. I know they finished eighth and they can't be too choosy about when they play, but I'm not sure if you guys agree. We've missed a golden opportunity to own Melbourne on Sunday. Yeah, well, I think you're right there, Buzz. I would have preferred to see the Raiders play on the Sunday for a couple of reasons. One, it gives them a seven-day recovery, but you make a very good point not going up against the AFL and the AFL final series. Week one was fantastic, and um, you know yeah. it, it's going to be difficult to see a lot of people turn up there and support Melbourne. Um, but I, I think you know the the NRL have, have done their best to try and sort of schedule it um, as well as they they possibly uh, yeah. could. But uh, you know, I mean, you, you, next weekend you, you're going to get you know, Melbourne or the Raiders again only having a five or a six day turnaround because the winner of that game will have to either play on a Friday or. a or a Saturday night, and if they, sorry, yeah. uh, uh, Roosters and the the South Sydney team will have to play on a Friday or a or a yeah, Saturday yeah. night. So yeah, look, in, in fairness, the Raiders stood down. Um, you know, you know, their two star players yesterday, Whitehead and um, Whiten, and um, and it wasn't the most physical contest, was it? Wasn't much more than a training no. run against the West Tigers. So look, they'll turn up uh, ready to go. So the other controversy is Para v Penrith and and. Uh, Sharks versus Cowboys in those home ground, um, uh, suburban grounds. And I personally think Penrith deserve this home final um, because they're clear minor premiers. But I don't like the fact that up to 50,000 fans are being locked out of football. Same with the Cronulla Sharks. I think it's a real change the NRL has to address next year. Um, I think once we reach the finals, I'm happy for games to be played at neutral venues because I want as many people who have got their cash to pay for a seat. I think they deserve to be going to the football this weekend. And it's a huge revenue loss for the NRL. I honestly think Power of Penrith would get 70,000 at Acor Stadium. And I think even Sharks Cowboys would double the attendance if they moved to the new Allianz. But you can't change rules on the run. They started mm. the year with these rules and they've got to mm. keep them, but it's something in future I think they need to look at. Buzz, what about the chaos at Manly, mate? Um, some strong words from you in, in today's uh, paper just in and around Daily Cherry Evans and his leadership. Clark, I wish I had an hour to go through the problems at Manly. You, yeah. you know, Des Hasler and his future and Daly Cherry Evans and 
you know, their, their management shortcomings in that um, Scott Penn based himself is, is a, you know, he's running a, a big corporate worldwide business and he was based in New York for basically all the season. They lost their CEO and then they had the Pride jersey fiasco where the players weren't informed, seven players pulled out and now he's decided to come back home and sort it all out after seven straight losses and a, a, a diabolical finish to the year. Now, Daly Cherry Evans is the, the, the angle I took in McCollum today. And look, I don't know if I agree with the fact that he's fighting to keep his captaincy, but it is a fact, so I had to write about it because I think he's been a very good leader over the years. But if there's one fault with DCE, he can be a little bit aloof as a character. And when a club is in crisis or has been torn apart by an issue like the Pride jersey, he's not really someone players find easy to turn to and to rally the side. I think he lacks the inspiration that someone like Jake Turbo can bring to the side. And that's why it's a really big discussion point at Manly right now. So is DCE's contract. He is on $1.2 million until the end of the 2025 season. Now, is that good value? Is that how Manly's going to you know, get their way out of this hole by having him on that amount of money, Tom Turbo on that amount of money, Jake Turbo on that amount of money. Man, you've got to address a lot more than Des Hasler's coaching and, and DCE's future at the club. And I don't know what you guys think about Des Hasler. I think he's a club legend. I think he deserves more respect than he's uh, receiving from people right now. And uh, I think he deserves to be there next year just to see how he goes. So, Buzz, what's, what's the the biggest issue Manly are facing then? Is it Daly Cherry's uh, leadership? Is it is it uh, Dez's control? Is it new management trying to foot their, uh, put their foot down and, and, and take control away f- from Dez? What, what's the number one issue, do you think? Or is, it, is there a divide in the playing group? What, what's the number one issue at play here? Look, I think it's the leadership, and I've mentioned Cherry Evans, and that's leading the boys, you know, the football team. But the club leader, Des Hasler, in the last few years that he's been back at Miami, has reported to no one. He's been above the CEO. He's been above what Des wants, Des does. And I think they've brought in Tony Mestroff to sort of seize that power away from Des and um, they're not happy with certain things that have happened this year, including his press conference around the Pride jersey. So they want to take control back of the football team, very much like what happened when Des was at the Bulldogs. And Ray Dib, who was chairman at the time, um, sacked Noel Cleal, sacked his assistants, because Des was running the show and things were going weren't going well. So... Um, Tez has got to fall into line with these changes. I can understand that Manly want to get control of the football club back from him um, and allow him just to concentrate on the football team and not the politics. And it's going to be really, really interesting to watch this one pan out over the next couple of weeks. The Brisbane Broncos, it's been some fall in the back end of the season. It still can't, it doesn't feel like that long ago, Buzz, when 
they came to Sydney and just destroyed Parramatta on a Thursday night at Combank Stadium. And here they are, uh, out of the eights, and huge questions being asked. And uh, again, the coach, Kevin Walters, seems to be under pressure. Yeah, they've lost five of their last six. They've fallen from fourth to ninth. And um, complete capitulation, hasn't it? And um, Kevy will coach next year, I believe. Uh, look, he's improved that club out of sight this year. But they were down near the bottom for a couple of years. And I think he's done a pretty fair job if you look at the first 20 rounds of the competition. But it has been really, really disappointing. Those losses, they lost to some very... You know, they lost to the West Tigers. They didn't just lose. I think it was something like 32-18. Yeah. And they need to conduct a review of what went wrong. But I think the improvement that Kev brought to the side this year via the signing of Adam Reynolds has deserved to have brought him some time. I, I, I think the big story in the off-season there is the playing group. And I tell you, I've been really... I, I don't like, honestly don't like singling out players when the team's responsible and the players and the coach and everyone who's... Gee, Payne Huss has been disappointing to me. And I think it's a story that will explode any time because remember earlier this year he went and asked for release because he wasn't happy with his contract money? Well, you know he's on $800,000 a year. So if he really wants to go up to a million dollars next year, I think the club should say, Payne, we're not prepared to pay you that amount of money. You are under contract here for 800 for the next two years. See you later if you don't want to do it. And I think they've got to get players in there who aren't worried about their pay packets as much as he is. And, uh, you know, it might be harsh singling out one guy, but they've been so disappointing. The Adam Reynolds debate is a really interesting one. He started the season in great form to steer them into position to make the top four. He, I think the season at his age has panned out a little bit too long and this this has happened at South before. We'll have this argument forever. Did South make a mistake in letting him go and leaving young Lachlan Elias there? Really hard question to answer. But, um, yeah, they've got a big off-season just like Manly. I tell you, he's got a massive off-season buzz. The West Tigers, they were hopeless yesterday. (laughs) And if you're talking about... People on big money contracts. I reckon if the Tigers had a chance to renegotiate with some of their players, I think they'd be taking a bit of money off their salaries. Yeah, look, I tell you, I'm disappointed with Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. They've been appointed as coaches long term over the next five years, correct? Yep. They've been completely invisible. I think Tim Sheens has thrown a horrible, horrible hospital pass to Brett Tamorley. He's They sold David Doffelin. They lay Lewis of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Those have gone strong. They let uh, Luke Brooks has been injured. Jackson Hastings has been injured. And people have even said on social media, would well, Newtown of New South Wales Cup have beaten them yesterday? And you know what? I reckon they would have given them a run for their money. Um it's really, really disappointing what's happened at that football club this year. I don't think there's any doubt at all that the team was playing better when Michael Maguire was in charge. 
I'm not saying Michael Maguire was the long-term answer at the West Tigers, but what has happened that last 10 weeks is just terrible. And I'm told people were leaving after half an hour yesterday, like I know. And these are long-term fans who love turning up there in that time slot, 4 o'clock, and it's just not good enough. No, it wasn't good enough. And the last game of the season, and I said earlier on the program, Buzz, like... When you play a game, games can get out of hand, but you find if it's a blowout score, it happens towards the back end. You, you don't expect to be 40-odd uh, points down at half correct. time. Correct. You know, so, so, um, so whatever happened there yesterday, they should be very, extremely disappointed uh, with their efforts, and that was a concern for me. Their last game of the year, they just didn't show the respect that playing in the last game of the season deserved, regardless of where you are on the competition table. You see so many people turn up on a Sunday afternoon, plenty of reasons why you need to play well and, 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 and have a crack, but they just didn't yesterday. Is it not another example, though, Buzz, that you know we continue to want coaches sacked? Mate, show me the greatest coach on the planet, and he's not changing the Tigers at the moment. So Madge gets, Madge gets sacked... Because, you know, he's the problem, yet now we allow a few more games we play and go, well, maybe he wasn't the problem. Well, you, you know what will determine that, and well, the proof will be next season, because that they do, in their favour, they've played their last game. And we but it won't be, the proof won't be next season, because they get some good players. They get a few good players next season, so their team's going to be different automatically. This yeah. season, what we have seen, show me Brett Kamali, show me Michael Maguire, show me you know, Wayne Bennett, this team is just nowhere near good enough. And, and and with a poor attitude, makes him get smoked yesterday. And you know what? You can build a $55, $60 million high performance unit, but unless you've got players who are prepared to put that jersey on with a bit of pride and spirit and heart and not turn up in the manner in which they did yesterday, mm. there's going to be not, not a lot of improvement there. Yeah. But look, it's an exciting story in that Tim Sheens is a coaching legend, and um, there will be enormous anticipation around that West Tigers side next year and the involvement of club legends Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrer. And look, there is only one way they could go. A dreadful year with the wooden spoon, so they can't go backwards, can they, really? And um, they got a couple of handy buys, Papalee Heath and Parra and, and uh, Abby Coruscant from Penrith. Um, so look, they will move forward next year, but this has a lot of work to be done. Final, final start on Friday night, Buzz, and what a game we mentioned earlier, Penrith taking on Parramatta, and it's a shame we can't get, you know, 50,000, 60,000 to this game. But how yeah, do you what see... What do you think, Loz? Do you think that she'll be at Penrith? For... Uh, I, 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 you know what, Buzz? I don't often agree with you, but I agree with you in the fact that you can't change what was in place at the start of the year. But I think as a game... We need to look at what's best for the fans. And if this game was played at Acor Stadium on the weekend, you'd definitely have over 50,000. You'd have 60,000, 70,000, I think. These are two massive supporter uh, yeah, bases. I don't have any other business on the planet. And I was talking to Bulldog and Ray about this yesterday. It'd be like David Jones having a Boxing Day sale and closing the doors after 20 minutes. And saying no more customers. That's mm. what we're doing. We're locking customers out of the game. Yeah. But Peter Volandis has this view that each year you will get people, to, you know, a short-term loss like this. Each year, if you know you have to 
be a member to get a final ticket, you'll get more members. You'll get more rusted-on loyal fans. Mm. But, look, I don't necessarily agree with that. This game should be at ACOR, but I can understand why it's not. But it is going to be a sensational game of rugby league. I love the way Parramatta have come good. I think Brad Arthur has done a sensational job there. I love Paulo and Campbell Gillard in the front row. I love Papalihi and Lane on the edges. How good Sean Lane going? Oh. Mitchell Moses and Brown, their halves, are going as good as any other combination. The comp, Gutherson out the back. And you know what? Penrith have got a guy called Cleary coming back. And it will be a super, super, super duper game of rugby league. Looking forward to it, Buzz. Thanks so much. Enjoy the week. Can I give you my hero? Oh, go for it. That RM Williams shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree, actually, Buzz. How sharp was I looking? Clarky, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to RM Williams. Yes. Yeah, see? That's That's my job. That's all my job is to try and get people like you, Buzz, in store. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a pair of their flash boots. They'll last a lifetime. Do they have a sort of old man's range? <laughs> Mate, don't sell yourself short. You're fit, you're healthy, you're not old, man. Oh, Only as old as you feel, buddy. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, bud. Thanks so much. Yeah, Phil, Phil Rothfield, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Mm. Buzz in the RMs? Me too. No, no, tomorrow, our chat with D. Widler. Because I reckon Ooh, I've got something I want to ask, Denny. Clarky. Yes, just, just a little tease. Yes. But uh, you want to be tuning in for that because uh, Clarky, I think, is going to return some serve. I miss Denny. I miss him. It's been a long weekend not talking to him. I can't wait yeah. to speak to him tomorrow, Mido. Yep. Can you fill me in here? Am oh. I missing something? No, well, it's a tease. Mm, I don't want to give right. it away. It's just I found yeah. out a bit of information over the weekend about Denny. Yeah. Oh. I've just got a couple of questions. <laughs> right.